Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Biblical Business Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Smith, and I am excited to be coming back to you with uh, an episode that's going to be a little bit of a different structure than the normal. Uh, typically, what has been happening lately is I... Uh, I'm reading through my Bible or something comes across, uh, you know, my computer and I feel like, Hey, I need to, uh, share an episode with you based around this topic, uh, based on something that God placed on my heart. And in this one, I'm actually going to be reading a devotional that was done by a man named Pablo Aguilar, who is in one of the, uh, mastermind groups that I'm in on biblical business topics. And he shared this devotional that he wrote a couple years ago in our group. And I really felt like I should put it on the podcast and uh, I didn't say anything. And after he was done, somebody else in the group said, Jimmy, you really need to put that on your podcast. I feel like this is going to be another episode. So to me, that was confirmation that God was telling uh, both of us and all of us like, hey, this needs to be shared to all of you. And so I get the privilege today of reading this devotional to you. Pablo sent it to me. And so forgive me if I stumble over my words, because usually if I'm reading through something, there may be uh, a few points where I stumble. But uh, you know, other than that, I'm excited to bring it to you because it really blessed my life. And I know the, the other people in the mastermind group have blessed their life. And I'm excited to share it with you. But before I get to that, let's go ahead and start off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to come before you today and thank you so much for your amazing grace. Thank you for the, the work that was done on the cross uh, through Yeshua's death and resurrection. Thank you that we are blessed to live when we get to live in, that uh, we are in a time that we can connect with others, we can fellowship with others through uh, technology, through the internet, through phone, through all these different means of communication, that we have more access to each other than ever. And I just I, I praise you that we live in this time so that we can also have more access to reaching customers and fellowshipping and all of these different uh, uh, ways that we can use this technology to serve you and to serve your people. And so, Father, I pray for your heavenly blessings to pour out uh, into everybody's businesses, into their personal lives, their spiritual lives, that ultimately every decision comes down to knowing you and walking with you on your path, in your steps for everybody's lives here, and that your blessing uh, is upon everybody here to be a light to the world, uh, to their customers, friends, family, employees, etc. So, Father, we praise you and thank you, and we pray all of this in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right, so this devotional is titled Amazing Grace, and as I said, it was written by Pablo Aguilar, and so I'm going to read through it. As I mentioned, forgive me if I stumble over some words here or there, but uh, I'm excited to get, get it out to you. All right, it starts off, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. The author of the beloved hymn, Amazing Grace, John Newton, was a slave trader. As a young, restless marine, he deserted his crew in the coast of West Africa. He was then taken aboard a slave trade boat and was forced to work for the slave trader captain. Ironically, when he got his freedom back in England, he became a slave trader himself. My question today is, am I any better than John Newton? I'm not a slave trader by any means. I despise slavery in any form, place, or circumstance. I'm actually a good person. Or am I? I've been a Christian all my life, a preacher's kid. I attended church weekly on Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. I was baptized at 10. I attended Christian schools most of my life. My friends were Christian too. I toured with various musical ensembles, school bands and orchestras, choirs, quartets, and other singing groups, all within a religious setting. I've been a music director, a church treasurer, an elder, and even a preacher on a few occasions. 
But by carefully analyzing my life, I realize that I've been a slave to sin. I like the way the Apostle Paul puts it. I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus, might display his immense patience. 1 Timothy 1.16 It may be true that I have done good deeds all my life, but I've been affected by a terrible sin, arrogance, and even worse, spiritual arrogance. Arrogance is an offensive display of superiority or self-importance. Spiritual arrogance is based on our abilities and accomplishments rather than in the power of God. It's fostered and by an extreme need for recognition. It happens when I feel the need to tell you how much better I am than you. I've been fighting a strong temptation to glory in my reputation, my talent, my works, and my knowledge. I have fed my own self-centeredness, and that pride brought its own set of blinders. I can perceive arrogance in others with stomach-churning disgust, but I cautiously rationalize and excuse my own. I have yielded to a sinful spirit when I speak with someone I think is in error. On more than one occasion, instead of showing love and respect for someone who made a mistake, I've been proud about what I know and can do for him or her. How many times have I categorized people by race, age, education, economics, and background? How many times have I preferred some groups over others with the excuse that I can get along better with this type of person as to opposed or as opposed to another? How many times have I judged people by the color of their skin and not by the content of their character? Spiritual arrogance also tends to arise from my capacities. Very often, my talent is my greatest liability because pride has ruined it. I compare my abilities to others and think I'm rather special. Or, if someone is clearly better than me, I sink into the darkness of envy because I don't measure up. Sometimes I begin to speak of my work for God rather than His work through me. I forget that His strength is made perfect in my weakness. Instead, I assume he has used me because I'm good. My faith, my commitment, and my ability make me strong enough to stand without him. The grace and power of God have become my right rather than a gift. I hide my true condition even from myself and no longer rely on God's word. I convince myself that I already know all I need to know in order to be saved However, a careful examination of the word of God has a way of getting the malice of my pride out into the light of day. Have you found yourself in the same predicament I've been for many years? Do you suffer from spiritual arrogance too? There's good news for you and me, my friend. The solution to our spiritual arrogance comes from humility learned at the feet of Jesus. He demonstrated that greatness is not based on skills, knowledge, or reputation, but in having the simple and humble faith of a child. First, we must repent of our sins because sin is what separates us from God, Isaiah 59.2. Second, we must confess our sin directly to God. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Third, we must share the gospel, tell others what God has done in our lives. And fourth, we must live a faithful and humble life. The humility it takes to enter the kingdom of God must be learned by the way we live in this world. The story of John Newton doesn't end as a slave trader. 
Later in life, he experienced a genuine conversion and abandoned slave trading. He became a powerful evangelical preacher and a passionate opponent of slavery. He established a strong relationship with William Wilberforce and other political leaders engaged in the crusade against slave trading. Newton died in 1807, the same year that the British Parliament finally abolished slavery throughout all of its domain. A short time before his death, Newton said, My memory is nearly gone, but I remember two things, that I am a great sinner and that Christ is a great Savior. I give thanks to God for his amazing grace and rejoice in his forgiveness every day. Pablo Aguilar. So Pablo had a couple other things there. He goes on to write about, because uh, I believe he presented this at his church maybe or in a different small group at a time. He he wrote about uh, or went on to put the words to the song Amazing Grace. And so I'd encourage you to go listen to that in the light of the story of John Newton, knowing that he started as a slave trader and then had a conversion and then fought against the slave trade. I think that that's a, a, a cool experiment or homework assignment for anybody here. And I wanted to point out a couple things in this. First and foremost, we always have to remember that the foundation of our existence is knowing that Christ died on the cross for us and being the light to the world, not taking that salvation for granted, not taking it and being prideful about it, not looking uh, at other people's sin and judging them and ignoring our own sin, as it says uh, in the Word, and I didn't pull up the Scripture, but uh, make sure to take the, take the plank out of your own eye before you take the speck out of someone others or out of somebody else's. Uh, and so I, I believe that this is the foundation that we need to look at from everything. But also, as entrepreneurs, and this is why I wanted to share it on this podcast, Pablo talked about how in his own life, there were, he said, I've been fighting a strong temptation to glory in my reputation, my talent, my works, and my knowledge. And for, for me, I know as an entrepreneur, many times, whether we're dealing with customers, employees, uh, anybody that, that we're interacting with, we can have a spirit of, of pride over the work that we do. And we should have, you know, a, I guess I would say, if it's possible, a righteous pride over just being prideful and doing a good job in the work that we do. But we shouldn't allow that pride to to cause us to ultimately ignore other people's opinions because we think we're better than them. As entrepreneurs, we can be ignorant of the fact that other people have talents. We can have employees that have different ideas and we just shut them down because we don't think that they know better because they aren't the ones running the business and you've been the one or I've been the one running the business, right? There's so many different times when pride can come in the way of a great solution in business. Pride can come in the way of an actual uh, great relationship with God. We start to think that our business, it says more about us than our relationship with Christ does. We allow our, uh, our entrepreneurship to be the thing that defines us versus the thing that defines us should be Christ and the way that we walk as a Christian. And ultimately, this devotional reminds me of the fact that we need to always put Christ first, to remain humble around other people's opinions, to realize that the same God who died on the cross for our sins is the same God that died on the cross for others' sins, and to know that who we are is defined by our relationship to Christ 
more so than our relationship to our business. And if at any point people start to see us as a business owner and not as a Christian, then I believe we may be off track. Now, the business ownership, entrepreneurship can shine a light to Christ, but we have to be careful that people also know that we're Christians through the work that we do, that people also know that Christ died on the cross for our sins and that the reason we serve through our business is because we were served in that way, because we've been given the freedom to serve and we want to bring that light to the world and we just happen to do that through business. I think that there is a great problem in the world now of Christians that are true Christian not being vocal enough about their relationship to Christ for fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of anger coming against them. The ones that many times are the most vocal begin to do it out of a sense of pride demonization of other people's actions. And while that can sometimes be good, if it's done from a place of hate, it's not okay. And so the ones that actually want to come from a place of love and showing the grace of God through their businesses and all their other actions, many times don't really ever talk about their relationship to Christ. And I'm saying this as much about myself as I am about anybody else, because I don't really publicly, besides through this this podcast and some other things that maybe I'll post, I don't really talk about my my faith as much as I should. And so this devotional reminded me of that, that I should not be defined by my business. I should be defined by my relationship to Christ. I should not glory in my reputation, my talent, my works, my knowledge, as Pablo had said. I shouldn't feed my own self-centeredness or pride that brings its own set of blinders. I shouldn't be perceiving arrogance in others while rationalizing and excusing my own, ultimately, I should have the humility to know that the grace of God that was extended to me for the sins that I have committed is the same God that extends that grace to others. And my duty as an entrepreneur should be to do my best to shine that light onto other people through my business, through my service, through my sacrifice, and through my love towards others so that the people that see that, that don't know Christ, may one day just ask, why are you this way? And then there's the opportunity to fulfill the Great Commission and tell them about Christ. Because of the way you live your life, the way you run your business, the employees that you work with, the way you serve your customers, the way you serve your friends and your family, that to me is the most important piece. As entrepreneurs, we can put out posts on social media, we can run YouTube videos, we can put blog posts, we can run marketing ads, we can do all kinds of stuff to talk about how great we are as an entrepreneur individually or as a business. But if it doesn't shine the light on Christ, if people don't see Christ through you and through the business, then it's all a waste. And so my encouragement to you is that in everything you do, do it for the glory of God, realizing that, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, one day we have to answer for every careless word we've said. One day we will be kneeling at, at the feet of Christ, knowing that hopefully we didn't waste the opportunity to use our business, our entrepreneurship, 
as a lighthouse to the world that reflects Christ more than reflecting our own pride. So I hope this encourages you. Maybe it challenges you as it's challenged me. Thank you to Pablo for allowing me to read this. Forgive me if I said anything that maybe (laughs) would have been wrong or if I stumbled over my words. And I'm excited if you would please go to the Facebook group. It's called Biblical Business Leaders. It's linked in the description. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. I believe that this should be an extended conversation. Maybe as I mature in my faith walk continually each and every day, working to mature in that, maybe I'll, I'll uh, change some of the things I have to say about this, or, or maybe there are different ways I can grow in this. And so please let me know your thoughts in the Facebook group about this episode. Um, and also, if you could leave a review on whatever podcast listening station you're using, uh, really helps to get the uh, the word out. Subscribe to it if, if you can do that. And uh, I hope that this helped you and blessed you. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day and a blessed rest of your week.